everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. Pastor George is back with us on how to handle wealth. Hallelujah. Gloria. You've, done, you've given us some good stuff on this wealth business. This, is, this has been such a joy to be with you. And today is our one-year anniversary, 365 broadcasts. Now, wow. it took us, I'm not saying one, we've been doing this for a year. We've been doing this together since 2010. And we, the broadcast that we've done total now 365. Gloria, this is one year of prosperity broadcasts. That's awesome. Isn't that something? That is enough for everybody to be rich. <laughs> that is. It really enough is. Enough word. And I remember, I remember. I want I, some testimonies too. Well, I I've got some here. Good. I've got some for oh, you. Oh, good. You got some. But I remember when I first started doing this with you and I told, I said to you, I made the comment to you. I said, Gloria, you just can't exhaust the subject of prosperity. And you said, let's try. So we, so we, we tried. We have tried. And there's so much. Yeah. There's so much. It's so important. <clears throat> and it comes, the more you study it, uh, the more light that comes and the more revelation that comes. And there's several things that you said, a number of things on these last two weeks that just have really stirred in me about things that need to be taught, things that need to be said. And I wanted to encourage you, Gloria, that people are watching. That's good. They're watching. And we really do. We want your testimonies. I want to oh, read yeah. them on the broadcast. That's so exciting. But I want to read several of these okay, to you. Okay, good. This one writes, I've been studying... Um, and listening to the promotion series with Gloria Copeland and Pastor George Pearsons for the past month. You and I did a two-week series on God's system of promotion. Oh, yeah. I was up for a promotion at my current job last month that I thought I was going to get, but that door closed. I was disappointed but kept soaking myself in the Word of God and meditating constantly on Psalm 75, 6, talking about that God is the source of our promotion. Uh -huh. Promotion comes from, from Him. Gloria Copeland mentioned in the series that you don't have to chase promotions. Promotions will chase you. I, I like that. I don't remember that. That's I good. I think that's a great, like it. it's yeah. a great comment. That's what happened to me last week. Uh, God opened a bigger and better door for me in which I don't have all the qualifications for, but God qualified and favored me to get the position. They wrote, God also allowed the interviewers to grant me favor. I will be a, in a supervisory role at a large company with great benefits wow. and pay. Glory to God. Thank you, Gloria Copeland and Pastor George Pearsons, for encouraging me not to give up on my promotion. My faith has really developed through your teachings, and I've become excited about learning about the benefits that come with serving the Lord and being faithful to His Word. Here's another one. <clears throat> Thank you, Pastor George and Gloria, for teaching on bulldog faith. We had a great time yeah, that was, teaching on like bulldog that. faith. I'll have to listen to it many times to eat the whole meal. <laughs> so that's, that's really a great statement. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing yeah. by the Word of God. I'll have to order two more because I was talking about teach I was talking about the teaching in our Bible study and now people want it. Oh. And this is a this is a twenty year partner Isn't that, that right. It's awesome. And then this last one, this is so good. I've been going through Pastor George and Gloria's ten days of prosperity and studying and taking their teachings very seriously because I don't want to live life anymore the way I did before I started the series. In the past two weeks, I have received random checks in the mail that I was not expecting from companies uh, from which they came. One was from a class action lawsuit that I didn't even file. 
Oh. Go figure. Huh? <laughs> the other from my insurance company from a mistake that they made. Both times when I received the check, I praised God for it, blessed my seed, and tithed it again. I fully trust and believe the blessing Praise is operating God. in my life, and God will continue to su- God will continue to supply seed to the sower. I am proud to be a sower and a tither. Thank you so much for your teachings. Learning what you are teaching will result in generational wealth in my family from now until Jesus returns. He got it. My family will never, ever be broke again. Praise God. Praise the Lord, George. Isn't that Praise God. My goodness. So, Gloria, on our one-year teaching anniversary of prosperity... We get to hear these good testimonies and we'll finish this week today talking about how to handle wealth. And we've been reading the scripture every day from first Timothy six seventeen. charge them that are rich in the world that they not be high minded, but trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in yeah. the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy that they do good that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may hold, lay hold on eternal life. That's a great scripture. So this, what First we're talking, six. really what we're talking about today, and it's really appropriate for this 365th broadcast that we've done, it comes right back to giving. It comes back yeah. to the willingness, being ready to distribute and willing to communicate. And that's what Paul was telling Timothy to tell the rich people of their church. You've got to be, you've got to be ready to distribute. Yeah. You've got to be willing to communicate. You need to be willing to give. And I look within myself, Gloria, in all these years, all the, the 43 plus years that I've known you. Wow. We've known each other a long time (laughs) that that I've studied you and studied you and Kenneth and the teachings that you've had. One thing that I have of many that I've noticed about the two of you, you have always been ready to distribute and you've been willing to give. We believe in it all the time. I remember I remember one particular convention that I knew the financial condition of the ministry. This was years ago. I knew the financial condition of the ministry, and I knew that we needed those offerings. And I remember one night we received the offering at that convention, and the Lord spoke to Brother Copeland and told him to give that entire offering to another ministry. Well, he wasn't thinking about the lack. He wasn't thinking about what we didn't have. That's right. He was hearing from the Spirit of God, and he was ready. He was ready to distribute, and he was willing to communicate. Yeah. And that's the way we should be. That's that's the way Paul was teaching Timothy to tell the wealthy of their church. Yeah. They needed to be ready to be dis- to distribute. So take a look here, Gloria, at the notes. Um, in A1, Paul knew that the rich had a tendency towards being tight-fisted with their money. Um, in Mark 12, 41 through 44, Jesus watched how the people gave. Mm. Remember, he was standing there mm-hmm. watching them throw their money in. And in verse 44, for they gave a tiny part of their surplus. But she, the, the widow, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. She gave it all. She gave it all. She gave it all. Right. She was ready to distribute. She was willing to communicate. 
And that, that particular offering, think about being that woman and being in the Bible. Mm-hmm. She, got, she made the book. She made the book. <laughs> <laughs> she, made, she made the book. She had given everything yeah. she had to live on. He and and Jesus. Now here's here's what I'm thinking. What Jesus did. This is this would be classic Kenneth Copeland. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know where I'm going. Uh That that Jesus would would call one of his associates over and say, "Go get the bag. We're going to bless this woman. We're going. She's going to get her hundredfold return right now." And it wouldn't surprise me in the least because Jesus. He followed the Word of God. He followed what the Word of God said about widows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am convinced. I am convinced that Jesus gave to that woman. Sure, she, sure And he, he gave to her big time. I believe that he took really good care of her. And that, that little, the, they call it the widow's mite that she mm-hmm. threw in. Mm-hmm. She threw it in That's there. That's all she had. That's all she had. Mm-hmm. But she was giving. Praise she God. was giving. Paul had to instruct those wealthy people to be ready to distribute, giving to God with their tithe. Mm-hmm. And like you and I have been talking about, specifically the tithe this week and how it's a protection over us to keep us in line. Mm-hmm. He had to tell them about giving to God with their tithe, giving to the ministry with their offering, and giving to others in need. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we were just talking about the, the widow woman and, and Jesus giving to her. I remember we were in California at one of the Believers Conventions in Anaheim. And uh, I don't know how exactly this happened, but there was a family. I think somebody gave Kenneth a note that a family had come to the meeting and they, had, they didn't even have money enough to stay at a hotel. Somehow, some way, the note got to Kenneth. So he's on the platform and he calls the family up. And he starts to pray over the family and blesses them, blesses them financially. Mm-hmm. And after he was done with that, um, he, he called me up there. And I think something else was going on on the platform at the time. Well, he called me over and he leaned over to me and he said, get them a hotel room for the week. Take care of them. That's the heart. That's the heart of Jesus right there. Yeah. And that's the heart of Kenneth Copeland that's right the there. Truth. Take care of those people. See to it that they're taken care of. He was what? Ready to distribute. Mm, he always. was very scriptural. Always. <laughs> His action. Ready to distribute. The, uh, the message translation of that ready, ready to distribute. Well, look at point three, Gloria, right okay. there. And, and read to us this definition, if you would. Ready to distribute. Li- liberal and free in their giving. That's what it means in the yeah. Greek, liberal, liberal and free. Message says be extravagantly generous. Mm. Now that's kin for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Amplified Classic says be liberal and generous of heart. Yep. Yep. Let's and then see. it goes on here where it says willing to, to distribute. Read us the definition of distribute. To uh, share, to give some kind of contribution. This is not an occasional act. This is a regular, consistent, faithful Com, uh, combining, what is that word? Contributing. Com, contributing of, of finances. finances. Yeah. It's Genesis 12, too. Yeah, read it. <laughs> and I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you with abundant increase of favors and make your name 
famous and distinguished, and you will be a blessing, dispensing good to the others. Dispensing good to others. You will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. So in this scripture, the Lord was talking to Abraham. And he said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you with, in, with abundant increase mm-hmm. of favors. I will make your name famous and distinguished. And you will be a blessing dispensing good to others. Praise God. That's what we have to keep in mind throughout all of our lives. And I really do believe that we all get to a place where we get better at this. We get Practice. better and better and better practicing the distributing to others and, and giving to others. Now, this other phrase here, be willing to communicate, be willing to communicate. Um, Paul knew that the rich had a tendency to be snobby and standoffish to those of lower status. Now, this is interesting, Gloria. I did a study on the rich man and Lazarus. And we've got a wealthy man here and we've got a poor man. And it really does paint a picture of how this rich man acted even, even as he passed into paradise. Listen to this um, from Luke 16 and 19. And I just sort of summarized it there. The rich man had nothing to do with the beggar while he lived on the earth. The rich man spoke to the beggar through Abraham after, after they died. The rich man spoke to the beggar. He was, the rich man was talking to Abraham and telling the beggar what to do. Tell the beggar oh. to go get me some water to cool my tongue. Tell the beggar to do this. Mm-hmm. He's still acting that way. Yeah. He's still acting like a jerk. Man. He's still acting, he's still acting like we, how do I say this? Wealth, we should be wealthy and be the loveliest people on earth. Absolutely. Generous. 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 And that rich man, he was haughty in life and he was haughty in death. Mm-hmm. So that kind of attitude, that, that won't fly. No, no. That won't fly. And I'm just, one of the reasons I'm saying this is because, you know, if you and I were to do a seminar on this topic of how to handle wealth, we would be teaching a group of people who are at all different levels financially, mm-hmm. but teaching them the foundational basics of character and, and the development of their character that as they do grow in finances, that they need to beware that they don't stop tithing, they That's don't right. stop giving, they don't yeah. stop giving to the poor, and they continually, they continually get softer in their hearts listening. towards other people and listening to the Lord and being obedient. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's what good. we have to do. That's good. <clears throat> to communicate. When it says be willing to communicate, Gloria, in number four, that word communicate, we really get our word in the Greek, koinonios. It's koinonikos, and we get the word koinonia, and that means to be sociable and to be ready for fellowship. Hmm. That, ready. that those who are rich and wealthy need to be willing to be sociable to other people. You know, I was telling yesterday on the broadcast about, well, I'll give you an example. Um, I was at the airport some few months ago now, and I went into the restroom. And oftentimes at the airport, there's a guy in the restroom who's cleaning. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a job. Yeah, really. Cleaning toilets and all of that in there. And I just, my heart really goes out to these people. 
And whenever I go in there and there's one of those guys in there, I will tip him. That's good. And I remember this last time that I went in there, he was standing, kind of standing off to the side waiting for people to, to clear out so he could work. And I just walked up to him and I pulled out some money and I said, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate what you do. What you do is very hard work. And I, you need to know today that there's somebody that appreciates how you keep this place clean. And how you keep it nice was he for shocked? us. Oh, he was shocked. He stood there. He's kind of leaning on a, on, on a, a broom. And, he's, and he just he sat there and he stood there and he stared at me. And then he stood up like this. Kind of pulled the broom away. Mm-hmm. I, I would dare say nobody ever did that for him. Probably not. <clears throat> but Probably see, Gloria, not. I'm a rich man. Amen. I'm a wealthy man. Yes, I am. I am. The 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 word of the Lord came through Brother Copeland the very one of the first meetings that I went to here in nineteen seventy six when I was working, traveling with Brother Copeland. And he turned to me, we were in we were in California. Hmm. It was nineteen actually nineteen seventy seven. We were in California for almost a month. He said, we're never going to do that again. <laughs> we were there for a month. And we were in, I believe it was Glendale. We're doing a meeting in Glendale. And all of a sudden, Brother Copeland had a word for me. He said, he said, George, if the Lord tarries, you will be a very wealthy man. Well, I guess you received that. I did receive it. <laughs> I received it. But even the older I get and the more wealthy I become, because I'm becoming more wealthy, Amen. the more sociable I become, the more open I become to people. And in 1 Peter 4, 9, it says in the Amplified, practice, practice hospitality to one another, those of the household of faith. Be hospitable, be lover of strangers, with brotherly affection for the unknown guests, for foreigners, the poor, and all others who come your way who are of Christ's body. And in each, each, each instance, do it ungrudgingly, cordially, graciously, without complaining, as end, as, but as representing Him. Right. And then what you said here, and I, I think we can, you can really sum it up. If you don't walk in love, you flunk the course. <laughs> I think, Gloria, that's, <clears throat> that is a perfect way to really sum up what we've been talking about here. Walking in love. Is that walking in love. If you don't that's walk true. in love, whether you have money or you don't have money, faith, that faith works by love. Faith works by love. And you're going to have to have it. Yep. And if you don't walk in love, like Gloria says, you're going to flunk the course. You're going to, and people don't connect the dots where their financial prosperity is concerned to love. That's you got to pull those two together. Faith we, works by love. It does. It works by That's love. What the Bible says. It works by love. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Father, glory and I pray. Yes. Over we this three hundred and sixty fifth broadcast. Thank you. And I Lord. thank you that We're our so motivation grateful. for accumulation is distribution. Praise God. It is our heart, all of our hearts, mm-hmm. that the wealthier we become, the greater givers that we are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, we for everything. That is what it's all about. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Way to go, George. Woo, that was we good. did it. George and I'll be right back. My name is Alex Batanov, and my beautiful wife next to me of 25 years now is Lydia Batanov. Obviously, coming from Russia, there was a couple of things that we 
uh, uh, were brought up with, which is one of them would be the, the government system, which would be the, uh, the system of oppression, basically keeping everybody in darkness and trying to keep everybody poor so that they, they can be controlled. Uh, but unfortunately, the church in Russia that were a part of uh, traditional Baptist church, uh, the church embraced the same kind of spirit. We had no revelation, we had no understanding, and all the uh, tradition of the church really could not bring any answers. It was not until many years later when we started to get exposed to Catholic ministries and the prosperity teaching and the healing and all the, the awesome package that we know about now or learning about now. And when we started to watch it, and it was um, different speakers from Southwest Believers Conventions, and that's where we started to learn their names, Jesse Duplantis, Kenneth Copeland, Jerry Savelle, and so forth. And we felt immediately that our hearts are connecting. So Brother Copeland and his teaching, we fell in love with him. So we called him our dad. <laughs> And then we became partners right away. And so we thought, okay, he's our spiritual father. And we don't care if he knows us or doesn't know us, but we have to be a part of that family of faith. Right. So at that time, we started to more and more uh, be engaged with the teaching and beginning to try and see, uh, try to apply those things in our lives, see how they work. Started to see the first results, learned about, oh, there's a possibility actually to not to be in debt. At that time, we were um, uh, house uh, owners, and we lived in the house for three years. And uh, when we uh, heard from our spiritual mentors back in Seattle that uh, it's okay to get into debt, we were not ready for that. We were trembling, basically, for several months. We're going to be in debt for 30 years, mortgage. And no, no, no. And said, it's okay. You, you pay uh, every month for your rent. So it, it doesn't have to be that much, you know. Uh, we were paying the mortgage, we never missed the payment, but it was a burden for us. Every year, at the end of the year, we see how much interest we paid. He would say, no, there should be another way, there should be another way. So when we learned about the ministry, we said, okay, we need to address specific areas and build up our faith. So we downloaded... Uh, uh, pro, the Laws of Prosperity by Kenneth Copeland and then we studied 21 Days uh, to Your Debt Freedom by Gloria Copeland and Pastor George and then we uh, listened many times and studied how to believe God for a house we didn't know how we are going to get out of that but it was our plan and we knew this is how it should work and so we were confessing and studying and then God put on our hearts to come to Southwest so we came to Southwest Believers Convention for the first time in 2016. We felt it was our family. We loved it. So two months later, we moved to Texas, to Eagle Mountain Church. And uh, we sold the house. It was sold in, in Seattle in three days. It was amazing. <laughs> and we received a full offer. And within a month, uh, we found a house. And Alex said, uh, oh, this is that house is not as quite good as what we had in Seattle, and but we made a quality decision to stay out of debt. There was that temptation to, um, to have, uh, take a mortgage $50,000 and get something that we really wanted, but we decided like that, <laughs> right, decided that, no, we're going to stay within the budget because we believe that's going to position us and allow God to, to, use, uh, to, to work in our lives the way He wanted us to. It took us five years to, from the beginning, we bought our house and took out the mortgage to come to the freedom. So it's five years only. It was a really revelation for me uh, that there is an answer for everything in the Bible. You can find 
answer for every situation that is in your life. Being uh, constantly submerged into that and this whole idea about keeping the word uh, close to you and then speaking with your mouth and uh, receiving the faith in your heart and then confessing it with your mouth creates that life circle, right? That you can keep going and you can grow and you can only do that by keeping the word, keeping the uh, testimony of leaders and the word of God close to you, constantly feeding on it. We will never stop tithing. We will not, never stop sowing. We will never, uh, we'll never stop uh, believing because this is a way of life. Yeah. yeah. And this is life of victory. <laughs> <laughs>